everybody this is nk next on saturday radio and unfortunately a bar is not here he's got some college college student stuff to do college responsibilities but we have the second best thing his brother (laughs) we got drew here drew how you doing i'm doing pretty good yeah you know it was a rough morning but why is that you know traveling from like montclair and whatever you know shout out msu shout out msu man making that travel down here but we're here so that's what we gotta worry about today that's what's up but like every episode on saturday radio we got a guest in the building we got the queen herself this time (laughs) our second lady on saturday radio unique hey what's up world it's unique hey (laughs) thanks for coming unique really no thank you guys for having me i'm really excited to this is like my first Jersey College radio experience, so it's really Make dope. On Saturday. Hey. Glad we got him. It's awesome. <laughs> so we're just going to go right off the bat. I just want to know, where'd you, how'd you get your start and what you do? And Okay, so for those that don't know me, I'm Unique. Um, I'm a DJ, vocalist, and producer that resides in Jersey, and I put on for the 973. Um, I got my start maybe my freshman year of college, like leaving high school into college. Um, my boyfriend was a DJ, and I was just a party chick. We used to be at all the parties, throw parties. 
Um, and I was like, damn, there's no girls. Like, what's up with that? And <laughs> yeah, like I was like, teach me. So you decided to be that. Yeah, that I decided to up. be that girl. Yeah. Especially for Jersey. It was like, no girls. It really wasn't. So you've always been in the scene, basically. Yeah, I've always been in the scene. Seriously. I was like on three street teams <laughs> back in the day. So. Any we would know? Um, I was a part of, do you guys remember Teens Night Out? I don't. No, you guys are so young. <laughs> <laughs> Teens Night Out, it was like uh, the website that you would go to to get all the photos from the parties from like Little Man and oh, Frosty's yeah. parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they used to have the radio station on there. Like Little Man used to have this radio station on there. You remember now? I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I, I, I know the name didn't. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I used to be wow. a part of Teens Night Out party crew called Party Divas. And then I was a part of uh, Movie Brothers, like Little Man's movie family yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, and then I had my own street team, Vixen, for a little bit before I just started doing Simply Meek stuff. And what kind of get were you always into the jersey club yeah or i mean were, were you into something else at first well i was a dancer so i was into everything you know everything and i used to do music and theater as a kid like i tried out for lion king and shit like that so i was i was always into different types of music i was already always like you know well-rounded but club was just like something that all my cool friends from dance class used to put me on I used to take dance class at the Garden State Ballet down at North Symphony Hall. And when I would come, I would come downtown earlier and I would just like be walking broad and I would hear like the club music. So I asked the girls like, what's that? And they were like, oh, it's this. You do this, dance to it. They would teach me the hilltone shit. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. I was like, oh, this is popping. He was like, yeah, we're going to bring you to the next party you go to. After that, I was. And I, and I was a dancer. So it was lit at the parties. <laughs> it was lit for me. But you grew up in Newark, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but so, I live in Hillside, and um, yeah, Newark's just like it was the main city by me. So I was always here, always downtown for dance class and friends. I've always been <laughs> curious, how, what was the scene like when Jersey Club was literally at ground zero? Like when it was just like almost nothing. It was just like a cool thing you hear at parties, and it was just a few, you know, one or two artists that you can even name. What was that scene like? Like, mm. what did you ever think it'd become what it is now? Hell Obviously, no. no one, no one, did, <laughs> even um, remotely close. Or did you at least wish it would become big? Or you always wanted it? I mean, local? to be honest, when Jersey Club was like at ground zero, or like just first starting, like the internet wasn't a thing. So you get what I'm saying? Like I was such, I felt like Nork was more of a bubble. You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't like we never knew what was going on in Baltimore. We never knew what was going on in the city like that, even unless you went there. You know what I'm saying? So everything was an instant. So we just stayed in our bubble. So we really couldn't think or fathom that other people were getting jiggy to our shit. It was nowhere, like not even MySpace or anything? I mean, MySpace, but that was like kids yeah. who knew. You know what I'm saying? Like like the J-Hoods and the Slinks, you know, like local Jersey shit, you know? Um, yeah, like. So it was just like simply MySpace. And MySpace was like the only thing. And like you only got what they gave you up there. It wasn't like instant, like where you could get on Snapchat and hear a preview or some shit. You know what I mean? And how so. was it coming up with obviously the artists we all know now from Jersey and Newark? I mean, it was cool. I was still a party girl while they were all like 
you know, when they first got introduced to, like, the scene and they, like, slank when he first stepped in and had and he was still on the connect, not even cartel, um, and J-Hood when he was still a part of Brick Bandits and stuff like that, like, I was still a party girl. I started later than all of them. I started at 18. They started at, like, 18, 19. They started at... 16. Wow. So they got years on me. So that's why when I started DJing, it's like, not that much. <laughs> it's not that much, but experience wise, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you can definitely do a lot in those that amount of time. Yeah, like if I had like more years, like that's why I had to play catch up all crazy. <laughs> but fast forward to now. Yeah, now. Jersey Clubs International. Jersey Clubs International. We got a lot of people on it, a lot mm-hmm. of countries on it. And tours. We're tours. Tours for Jersey Club. Yeah. <laughs> and you have one coming up? Yeah, I do. I'm going back over to Europe. This is my fourth Euro tour. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. What are we, uh, yeah, what where are you going to be at? All right. Um, this time I Not get like to- I'm going to be there, but. <laughs> <laughs> this time I get to go to Italy for the first time. I'm really excited about that. And Austria for the first time. I've never been there before. Um, this tour is mostly UK based. The UK, they've always been on to everything first like they're very much the tastemakers when it comes to music i believe you know um way more than the states everything as in what electronic or anything anything they're they're way more up on it you know what i mean like they especially like with the house like dance music because they used to come to newark like to go to um What's the name of that nightclub? I can't think of it right now. That's so bad. But it was, like, super iconic. Zanzibar? Zanzibar. And um, they used to come there for the house music. You know what I mean? So Jersey House, like, exploded over there. So now Jersey Club is, like, the second wave of that. You know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, I feel like the U.K., they're great tastemakers. Like, over there, um, Latch, for instance, especially because, like, they're U.K.-based. But that was popping over there for mad long before it even popped off here in the States. That's a good example. The States are so late. You know what I mean? Same thing with, like, just a lot of artists. Just a lot of artists. Like, they're—and it's so small there. The U.K. is actually really small. Hmm. So I feel like if you blow up there, like, you're good. You know what I mean? It's Hmm. so, like, small. Europe in general, like everything's small. Like I've taken a flight from you from the UK to Copenhagen, and it was an hour. I've never heard anyone describe Europe like that. It's yeah, very it's small, really small. I, I wouldn't. Like their their countries are like states. The US is big as fuck, yo. It like it only takes me. It takes me wow. seven hours to come from New York to London, and it takes me five hours to go from Jersey to Cali. Wow. Get what I'm saying? Like, okay, I see it. That's like. That's how big the states are, like, <laughs> yeah. Have both of you been to Europe and not me? You need to go, dog. Yeah, I do. Get that passport yep. on Wait, fleet. Drew, you went to Europe? I've been to Europe, yeah. Where? Like, I've been to Ireland. Um, oh, sick. Wales, I've been to Ireland, too. France, England, and uh, one else I'm getting back in. Germany? I think so. No, 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 it wasn't Germany. It was, um, things like Belgium. Oh, dope. Oh, Belgium. I need to start moving. Like, when I was in Ireland, though, like, we we, we traveled from Ireland to Wales. It was, like, literally, like, a 20-minute bus ride. Seriously. (laughs) It was the funniest thing ever, like. It's crazy. They got, like, trains and stuff that go to Paris in, like, hours of even. It's crazy. But do you think it's a bad thing that the states don't catch on? Or is it okay since you already have your audience elsewhere? Or do you wish you had that same audience here on the states 
No, I guess it would make things a little easier for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. Like, since the flight, like I said, like, going to Cali is, like, almost the same as going across the seas. I don't mind it. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like they appreciate music way more over there in, the in like, in Europe. Um, but the States, I wish I did have a bigger fan base here. Like, with dance music, it's hard because if you're not, like... The, the mainstream dance music that everybody gets, like, they kind of are a little bit lost. You know what I mean? Um, they see all these genres as just EDM, but factually, everything is made with electronic devices, so everything is electronic dance music. I guess I would just call it dance music. <laughs> that term EDM stupid. But, it is. Um, we can have a whole show on that. Word. But, <laughs> yeah, I wish my fan base was bigger here. The states just don't really catch on to, like, subgenres. They're a bit... You know, everything has to be in a box for them to understand. Like, you know, I'm surprised that people even caught on to, like, the fact that there's different types of hip-hop music. You know what I mean? Like, there's hmm. trap, and then there's, like, the boom pap. You know what I mean? And then there's, like, trap soul now. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, when it comes to sun, subgenres, they're kind of like not really getting it. And the radio stations, they don't really show love to like the subgenres. Not at all. In the UK, their radio station is so cool. They'll play yeah. like the most left shit ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I've always wanted to experience is how radio is like firsthand, like physically. I would like to go to a radio station in the UK or Europe because oh. it's just so. So cool. It's so different and I feel like they're just a lot more open. Yeah, the music the- culture that they're in a whole is like I feel it's really different. Like the whole BBK, um, uprising, everything. Mm-hmm. And you know what else too? I feel like they make it accessible for the youth to prosper. Like wow. here, they don't really try to give opportunities to kids unless you got some type of experience or you got the money for it. And it's just like that's not fair because in society today, like we can't do that. Like you know um but over there like i'll see them building like like i was even talking to goo about my my partner goo about this like they have like the container carts like the shipping cart yeah they make like shipping cart um communities and in there they have a radio station out of like old oh like like pirate radio yeah um no but it has a dial but it has a dial that's crazy and like and they made like the whole radio station is out of like you know shipping like old truck shipping carts things and i'm just like this is so cool and i just feel like a lot a lot more like ethnic people have chance like have radios have radio um shows and girls too like there's so many girls on bbc one extra it's crazy and i never had that experience here like unless you were like a jazzy jazzy um you know like jazzy j right right no not jazzy j you know what I'm talking about, right? On Hot 97, I'm so bad. We need oh. to edit that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Or like uh, Angie Martinez. Like, unless you're like grown and you have mad experience, like you can't really get a radio show like that, you know, or right. clout. But over there, like, I feel like they give opportunity. Like, they got radar radio. They got um, NTS radio. They got freaking BBC One Extra. Like, all yeah. these different radio stations that give kids shows. Like, they even give artist shows. Like, Novelist has a show on NTS where he has, like, all his mates come up and rap. Like, that's dope. Right. You know? And it's really cool because it's safe to say, I guess, that radio's really not dead over there. It's over not, there, it's not it's like not, a dying. Yeah, um, and they don't really do that. Like, of course they have those shows where they have, like, the mainstream top 40 songs, either from the UK or, like, elsewhere. But 
over here, like, it's so, like, such a machine thing. Yeah. And I feel like over there, like, they're very not for that. Like, they give people the freedom to do what they want to do. And I like that. Like, even when I go over there, they'll give me, like, oh, you have two hours on Rinse FM. What do you want to do? That's it. Just as a guest. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) oh, okay, cool. You know? Like, I think that's really dope that they have that format. So, shout out to them. America needs to get hip. And I guess the reason why, like, playlists and and apps are winning here in the States is because radio is just such a machine and so bad here. Exactly. Exactly. Or at least it's not playing what the people actually want. Right. Exactly. It's only, like, label-based and... Uh, I guess that's where they get their money. So, you there, know, there's like a huge um, appreciation, I think, for the underground scenes out in UK too. Yeah, definitely. Well. Like, they really do, and you, like you'll hear everything on the radio from like some French rap to, right. you know, like grime and all that. Like it's yeah. really global. It's dope. But speaking of grime and BBK, you've been on it for a while. Yeah, man. Um, and I how'd met- that come? Like how that come about um well actually actually i met skepta and um jammer back at moma it was like two years ago when um i opened up for cashman cat and they had just took a flight over to london i mean um over to the states um to you know promo his i think it was his mixtape at the time or just a single and um since i was a part of lit city tracks with Jay Kush, he introduced me to Skepta because Kush is from London. Um, it was funny. They were actually smoking in the back, and they got my mom high, and I was like, fuck. What? Yeah, my mom was like, it's cool. Like, I'm used to you doing it. It was mad embarrassing. But it was really cool. And it was crazy, though, because when Skepta performs, like, not that many people were really hip. You know, he performed That's Not Me. That Not that many people were hip. And then the next year, he came back, and he headlined MoMA, and he smashed it. It was yeah. crazy. And I also, my first gig in London was at the Barbican. It was, like, really infamous, uh, I guess, concert hall where they throw, like, plays and stuff. Right. And they, um, it was Just Jam Radio did, like, a showcase of, like, global music. So they had me representing Jersey. They had uh, Tracksman representing, like, Footwork and Juke. And they had Novelist and... um, like so many dudes I can't even fathom like it was just so many people there and I met him there too and that's kind of how I got hit like my friend Siobhan Bell she's a DJ and she was just like yeah man this is what's hot over here that was my first time in London too so I was like damn this shit is dope so after that like I just got really into it and I used to like bring it back here like yo y'all don't know who Skepta is yo look up look him up like (laughs) you know look up that look up this so have you worked with any uh grime artist no I haven't but I plan to I want to link up with Novelist when I go um, back overseas. We have a show together, so oh, that'll cool. be pretty cool. But I'm always on lineups with those dudes, man. They're, they're the homies. They're my mates. What do you say some of your music uh, gets inspired by them or anything that you've made in the past? Like you're used, you've been influenced by that grime scene? I mean... In any way? Um, Just a little bit. I like the way that the UK, like they're... Their style is very similar to Jersey Club. Their R&G and their grime music, like just regular grime without even just the MCs on it, reminds me a lot of Jersey. You know what I mean? Like the chopping and whatnot and the claps, like the beat pattern. And it's within the same BPM. It's always like 135, yeah, 130. Yeah, um, dance music too. So. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then MCs decided to hop on it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it came about. Like, yeah. Speaking of 135, <laughs> can you... <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about like that your transition. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what we do at Sat Your Day Radio. Uh, what do you um, want to tell the people out there who don't really know what Action 135 is? What can someone who has no idea what it is? All right. Action 135. Action 135. I mean, um, Action 135 is a collab between um, my homies at Hot Action. They're based in Brooklyn and my crew in Jersey. Now, that's a collab party because we wanted to bring back that feel of, like, Brooklyn and, like, Jersey, you know, like, just collide, like, the two worlds. Like, we all party together and stuff like that. So, um, that's, like, our collab party. We started it at Webster until Webster wasn't able to do um, house party anymore. So, we just are moving into different warehouses around the city and stuff like that. Um, But as far as 135, I started that two years ago. It's my favorite BPM to produce that. <laughs> so that's why I named it. And, yeah, I just wanted to get parties lit again. Like, I missed that whole, like, when girls used to leave the party sweaty and with their hair all messed up. And when guys, you know, like, guys weren't just dancing in a circle the whole night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just really dance-focused. And especially after going to the U.K., like, after seeing how they partied, it just reminded me of my childhood a little bit, like, I'm not even that grown to be like childhood. But you know what I mean? Like when you were right. 16 and the parties were dark as fuck. Feel That's me? Right. Everybody was dancing either with somebody or in their zone. And it's foggy as fuck. So you can't see nothing. So you feel comfortable Hot. letting loose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the parties are supposed to be for. Like they make you vulnerable. Like the liquor, the darkness. It's also you could be yourself. Like your true form. And I feel like we lost that with the whole Snapchat shit. You know what I mean? Like I love Snapchat though. Mm. But, um, but what does Snapchat have to do with it? People just want to, like, For observe sure. and not indulge. A lot of people are here just taking pictures of the parties. Like, Word. not even enjoying the real vibe. And know? I wanted to give, I wanted girls to feel comfortable, like, you know, just going to a party as is. Like, I'm not, I was never the wear heels at a party, sitting in the corner all night with a bottle <laughs> type of chick. Like, shout out to the girls that are like that, but I just can't. Like, you yeah. know? Um so <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that or describe those kinds of parties because those are the kind uh i've never really experienced those kinds of parties because the parties that i've that when i started going to parties it was snapchat instagram right yeah, it was all of that already Damn, dude. so you gotta come to the it's next. a shame action one three five action one three five when's that Do we're we gonna have throw one another one in november or? we're not sure yet we're looking for venues one thing that sucks about, like, throwing warehouse-based parties is that it's always a, like, you book a, a warehouse knowing that there's an expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the rip, you know? So you try to, like, get as many dates as possible and whatnot. Um, but, yeah. And then I just wanted to throw parties for people my age. I feel like a lot of um, people my age think that they're grown already. I'm 25, so a lot of people are like, oh, I'm grown as fuck, I'm old as fuck. Like, no, you're not, dude. Like, I know people in Berlin that be partying in their 30 and 35, and they be up in the club for days. Like, Berlin parties are crazy. They will party from Thursday until Sunday, swear to God, through the daytime. Like, yeah, yo. And they be, they be going ham. And I'm just like, yeah, people need to stop feeling like they're old. I feel like America makes you think that we got so many responsibilities here because they don't help us out like they do overseas. Like, they be getting dental and health care and all of like these type of assistance like free college sometimes like we don't get that no. so i feel like we're forced to kind of like grow up and 
25 not old. Like, it's really not. You're super young. Not at all. Yeah. You mentioned you wanted to bring back the Brooklyn jersey thing. Yeah. But when was there ever Brooklyn jersey thing? Like, I mean, well, like I said, at Webster. And right. then it kind of died down. Like, Webster was the dope place that let kids party that weren't 21. New York is such a 21 and up place now, more than ever. Like, and I remember because even when I was 18, I used to like, you know, I used to go to like certain parties. It was some parties I just couldn't go to. You know what I mean? And when I turned 21, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. I'm about to be everywhere. It's like, where you DJing at? (laughs) Natus, where you DJing at? You know what I mean? And warehouses are like, aside from warehouses, like Webster Hall was the only place where they had like 19 and up. And it was a good clash of people from like age 27 and down. You know what I mean? Like 19 to 27. Excuse me. And it was a good clash of hip hop and club. Like, because it was not far from Jersey and it wasn't too far from the boroughs. It was like in the perfect location. So when Slink had Webster popping off with his... Um, bandit's basement it died down so like for a year and something like Webster was just like blah right so I'm like damn yo we need to bring this shit back I want to make it clucking mm-hmm. you know what I mean and me and the homies were able to do that you know shout out to moving forward music for helping us out and that's what action 135 <laughs> that's action 135 and um, 135 is my party I throw it in Jersey sometimes I'm gonna start throwing it in Jersey a lot more since it's cold now you know, give you guys something to do. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I will try to. And I also I also traveling the world. Like, I really wanted to introduce Jersey to, like, what my experiences are over there. I get booked all over the world to play Jersey Club. But some of my friends will never get that experience to, like, party, you know, in the U.K. or party in Berlin. And I could take all this music back from my travels and, like, give it to you guys there. Or if, like, there's a homie in town, like, say, like, Tech Life is, hey, you guys come through. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. stuff like that. Right. That's why I always love how um, a lot of these Jersey Club artists that come from here are really about that, really about bringing stuff back into Newark, back into Jersey itself. Because people like me aren't able to travel and follow you guys everywhere. Mm -hmm. So when you guys do... parties like that which now i'm able to go to because i just turned 21 a lit <laughs> it's always appreciated it's really cool actually that Sick. you guys bring stuff from other countries to here it's Definitely. really cool i like i start to realize that everywhere is the same like of course it's a new hmm. experience everywhere i go but like once the music gets on it's just like damn i'm at home and every like it's crazy like so many places will make a circle like i was in mexico they definitely had a dance circle going i was like fuck man (laughs) you got i was with cakes too i'm like you guys are trying to battle me and cakes (laughs) oh man (laughs) it was so funny but yeah everywhere just feels like at home when you travel do you miss jersey are there things about jersey that you you can't find anywhere else that you absolutely miss or you would like to live somewhere else? <laughs> I would live somewhere else just for a little bit, though. Sometimes, yo, at first I used to miss the weed. I'm like, damn, yo, y'all are trash. But now I, I got the plug, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say that out here. I'm sorry. I forgot it was college radio. It's college radio. It's Saturday radio. We're, <laughs> sorry. we're okay. Everything's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, yeah, that and maybe my friends. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody can really relate to, like, um, certain dances we do. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, I don't know. It's just starting stuff that I miss, but nothing too crazy. Maybe just like the energy that I get from my friends, just because we're familiar with it. So like when I play a certain song, they're like, yo, 
bruh, you know, and compared to like somebody that just might be like, yo, this is tight, you know, like because they're yeah. doing it for the first time, like they're digesting it. So maybe that's something I miss. But yeah, I, I haven't done enough traveling, but we actually uh, met before a few times. Mm-hmm. We've met at South by mm-hmm. last uh, this year. And I asked that if you missed church because when I was in South by, even though I was there, for, I think I was only there in for four, five days. Uh huh. And I time. really missed home, and I really started thinking like, wow, like I don't think I could ever live somewhere else other than Jersey because I really, <laughs> even when I went to the Bahamas, I, this sounds really what? dumb. Wait, wait, this sounds really <laughs> dumb. But even like I got tired of their beaches because like I I was just I need waves like I need like I was too still I need like a, a soda can to hit my foot like <laughs> I <laughs> I just miss Jersey hood. Beach <laughs> can't take the hood off the I just remember that clearly when I was at South by just thinking like I think I've had enough like five days was like tops like I shouldn't have done anything more than that and we also met recently at your um, boiler room event with Natus. Yes. Which was, was really, safe. really cool. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, you and Natus just came together and basically showed producers how you guys work on music and everything. Right. Which was really cool. Shout out to Boiler Room for that. Right. But talking about traveling a little bit, do you have any like favorite countries that you've been to? Anything that like crazy you've seen somewhere else that you absolutely loved? Yeah, um, I would definitely say, hmm, I mean, Berlin was crazy because their warehouses are insane. It was like, you ever been to that skate park, Shorties? I haven't. It's this big skate park in the Ironbound Shorties. You should go check it out mm-hmm. when you have the chance. But I it know was, of it. I just it was never. like that. I was like, whoa, this is where you guys party? This is huge. Like, how? Um, so I feel like their spaces were just like very, like crazy to me and i thought it was dope but my favorite place to party is still like london i haven't been anywhere to top london so far just because i don't know man they really be letting loose Mm. (laughs) they really be letting (laughs) loose it's so dope it's so dope do you have any favorite shows you've done um how about any favorite shows in the states any favorite it would have to be when um after the jersey club documentary debuted um they had like the after party so i had to go back to back with slink it was like my first time going back to back with slink like probably ever or mad long like on us being like touring djs and stuff and man that was so much fun because i like played some of his old stuff and he'd be like you want to go in that bag (laughs) (laughs) like yeah let's go so it was like a good it was like a good like friendly like you know competition like that's always my favorite like the back-to-back situations or like even um when we recently um threw a party together in less than like two hours for um slink's higher video and we were just like they hit me up in the morning like yo we need to throw a party i'm like okay when they're like tonight i'm like what and like we pulled it off with like promoting and inviting friends like we all took on a duty you know what i'm saying and like Man, my guest list was crazy. Like, my guest list was, like, 75 people. And I still had people hitting me up when I got to the venue. And then, like, we all, like, I was DJing. And then Skrillex just came and did back-to-back with me. Like, and he played, like, I'm like, what? And then, like, it was just fun. Like, that was, damn, that was mad fun. That night definitely goes down in the books. Shout out Skrillex for, for yeah, real. Yeah, where he got the hood pass, man. He be showing Jersey hella love. He really is. 
He really is. But any favorite shows internationally? Internationally? Um, then maybe not, not. Maybe when I did. Maybe when I did this festival, it's called Detonate Festival, and it's in Nottingham. And it was just so cool. Like, I played, like, on this, like, little floating stage. And it was so floating cool. Stage. Yeah, it was like a floating stage because it was on the river. So the crowd was kind of far from me, but I was, f- like, feeling them so hard. Like, they were, like, crowd serving and, like, girls were on top of the dude's shoulders. I had to run off stage and, like, I joined the crowd. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. I had, a li- I had to wear a life jacket. How did he get to the stage? you have to swim? Nah, I just, like, it wasn't that far. It was maybe, like, right here, and then this is water. And this was the the land, oh. so I just ran over the thing, and like all the stage managers was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> what is she doing?" That's why I always ask for a quick list, Mike. I was like, "Y'all gotta let me loose." But yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite shows. That and of course the Barbican. That was the first show I did in London, and it was crazy. Yeah, I always love those shows where I'm like choking up. Coachella was wow. crazy too. And that was your first time at Coachella? Yeah, how, yeah how Nina, Nina Las Vegas brought me out. Shout out to Nina Las Vegas and wow. NLV Records. That's my record label that I'm signed to right now and forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Nina brought me out. She just wanted me to MC and perform with her because I'm I'm just always the girl to like hop on the mic with them, her and Anna. So I went and I was just on the side of the stage watching Nina DJ and I saw like, everybody like all the people and i was just like oh like choking up on the side like oh my gosh it's crazy <laughs> wow it was crazy those are the situations where i have to just say f it and do it because it's like you're here and um yeah how how are people going to react if you tell them you can't do it right you have that opportunity in front of you you have to make the best of it have you ever been to coachella as a as a guest no like- i haven't that was like my first Time uh, ever at that festival? Yeah, first ever. Has it ever happened where you've been you've been going to a festival or somewhere frequently, and then you ended up headlining a place or performing at that? Location? Oh yeah, Afropunk. So this is dope, and this is like really what made me grind. Like, um, this is after Slinkin' Natives have traveled a bit, and I was still very new on the scene. This is like one of my first years, like really getting out there and DJing, um, just like local New York bars, and I volunteered for Afropunk. Um, I was the liaison to the artists, so I had to escort all the artists out to their tents, and it was two days, and I was so tired because they dragged me out to a rave until, like, five in the morning, and I was staying at my cousin's house in the Bronx, which is so far from Brooklyn. It's just, like, the equivalent of going to Jersey, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, like, I worked really hard to be the liaison there, and then the next year, I, I performed, and it was dope, and I performed, and then the year after that, that I performed, they let me carry the stage, and I curated, like, my own Jersey Club four-hour situation. So wow. I had me, Tim Dalla, had Mike Gip and Finesse. I had Dougie, even though he wasn't able to make it because they were at Trilectro and their bus broke down. Um, Who else? Just had, and Blessed, I had mad Jersey heads. Like, that was, like, unique presents, gold stage wow. situation. And then last year, I performed again, and I had my dancers out, and it was just, like, strictly unique. You know, um, on a stage, like headline stage. So, yeah. yeah I must, that's crazy. That's a must been a crazy feeling. It was because it really taught me like, yo, you got to like really grind. You know what I mean? People be thinking that opportunity just come to you. Like, nah, I volunteered and I was falling asleep at the desk. You wow. feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
then the year after that got to perform then I got to carry my own stage like it's levels to the shit you know what I mean so I was taking a look at um, an article the hundreds put up mm-hmm. uh, be- believe it was yesterday or yeah yesterday ago. shout out to the hundreds and you said you told them that two years ago before Coachella you were working at a liquor store yeah I was um Shout out to that liquor store, though. Yeah, we're Wine Depot. <laughs> what? Wine, Wine Depot. Depot. Yeah, I quit. Like, um, I couldn't do it. I was. Oh, you just quit? Yeah, I just quit. It was the worst way I could ever quit. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, I just stopped answering text messages and I just didn't go in anymore because I was like Australia liquor store. So, so up to the day, you might still have that job. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Could still be. A- <laughs> Have I've been in there. there. I've been in there to buy like liquor, and then they had just been like, "You traveling now, right?" They was like, "That's good." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I left like that." You coming like, in next Thursday? Chill. Yeah, right. <laughs> nah, they just like kind of got when I started like traveling like more locally. Like I went to Vermont and then like South by. They were like, "You're taking off too many days," and I was the main worker, so I'm like, "You guys could kind of kiss it." I'm going to Australia, <laughs> and I just like they were texting me like, "Are you okay?" I'm just like, "Ignore block." <laughs> It was so bad. I blocked all all of my coworkers on Instagram. I was just like, I just needed some time for me, y'all. And then I told my, like, I lied to my mom. I was like, yeah, like, after I went to Australia, I was like, yeah, like, they just gave me, like, you know, the rest of this week off, like, to recuperate and get used to the time zone again. And I really quit. And I was just like, that's when after that, I was like, yo, ma, I quit. I was like, but I'm going to make it work. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny that you have to explain to your mom about your job when you just went to Australia. Right parents like she was starting to get it you know what i mean so she was like all right like you're you're making money from it you know what i mean but quitting like a steady money making job she was just like okay so i was like i'm gonna pay rent i was like i'm gonna do this and that so shout out to my mom yo (laughs) now she's just like can't keep up with me how do you decide to make that leap like from working a steady job to doing more so a creative like i believe that is the hardest decision that yeah, as a creative artist, person like, can make. I mean, especially because, like, I guess I kind of felt a little cozy because I was at my parents' house, but I still was paying. I'm still, like, you know, giving my parents money just because I want to help out. You know, like, it's not like I was obligated to pay rent. I offer it because I'm just, like, I don't want to feel like a mooch because, you know, I never asked my mom for money or nothing like that anyway. But, I mean... It was hard. I just saw the potential. And I'm like, yo, Slink's out here doing mad tours. And Natus is out here doing mad tours. And I've traveled, you know, and I'm making a name for myself. And I'm the only chick out here doing it. Like, I'm going to really do it because I want it. I've Like I told you, I've been in the performing arts since a kid. So it's something that, you know, I've just loved to do. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I was mad nervous. I didn't even have that much money saved up. I was wilding. <laughs> but I made it work. I really did. And the first steps that you've made in terms of making money were DJing gigs or you were making money off the music you were making? I was making money off DJing gigs. Just because I was a DJ first and a producer second. So. Right. Yeah. And what's your thoughts on the people coming up in the scene right now? My thoughts on Is the it positive coming? thoughts, negative thoughts, or is it just neutral thoughts of... The music that's coming up as well as the way they're doing it um so they I got mean, it easier <laughs> i mean yeah i feel like they definitely have the internet to their advantage now compared to before like 
we were when I started DJing like the internet just started becoming such a thing you know like the viralness of like the swing that's and the ride that waves and the whole frosty like frosty like everybody making music videos so I was I was actually getting paid off YouTube for the videos that I made with my old street team like the girls it was an all-girl street team I strictly wanted all girls because Brick Bandits was all boys Low Man's team was all boys Frosty scene was all boys. Cartel music was all boys. And I'm like, I want all girls. So when we used to do stuff, we were like, I had them perform my Sweet 16s with me. We did collaboration parties all throughout Jersey. And we did music videos. And I used to get paid off the music videos. And I used to use half for me and half for like the team. Like for anything. Like if y'all wanted t-shirts, you know, you know, mm-hmm. little team, team stuff. Um, and by team, you mean like street team, like my team, like my girls, like party team. We used to promote parties and we used to perform dance wise and I would be the DJ. And um, that's what we did to make money. We were like this. This was a culture of Jersey that's been happening since even before I got into it. So I can't even put a name on it. But you know what I mean? Brick Bandits was like one of the first like really situated street teams that I could think of. Um, and we were throwing parties for coin. Like, we were some really money-making 16-year-old kids. Because nowadays, I don't really see that that much. You know, I don't really see them like, oh, we throwing a basement party. But then again, I probably don't know any 16-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't really see that. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. we used to find anybody's basement. I met Slink when he threw a party at um, a firehouse in the basement. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Wow. Like, I met Natus because he was downtown promoting with J-Hood for a party. Um... So, like, we were very, like, money-driven and, like, just ambitious-driven. Like, you know, throwing parties was the way to get our music out because the internet wasn't that big. Right. So you used to hear all the exclusives at the parties. You know what I mean? And that's how you could really set the trends at the parties. If somebody, somebody danced to your stuff, you know, it wasn't based on streams, how many plays. I feel like a lot of the kids nowadays are too worried about numbers online and not enough numbers physically. And that's, like, always been a thing to me, like... If I never got, like, a million streams on SoundCloud, but I could play a whole festival, I could probably pack, like, a whole 500-capacity venue, though. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I wish that kids would kind of get more into the physicalness of um, the music part. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where you really make that connection with people, I feel like. Um... And I feel like they do have a lot of excess, like, they do have, like, the internet to their advantage now with all these apps and stuff like that. But I think it's dope. Like, young kids are getting younger and younger. And I encourage it because it keeps them off the streets. Like, it kept me so occupied. You know what I mean? Like, teen pregnancy was such a thing. I feel like it was more of a thing back then than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, like, when I used to have practices with my girls at the community center, like, I used to keep them, you know out of trouble it used yeah. to give them something to do like they would look forward to like me we not having practice today damn you know what i mean right so i i promote that like keep like if music is keeping kids off the street and it's keeping them occupied like i was always for that real talk like go throw a party instead of like do, do some drugs or whatever you know what i mean do you think the music that's coming up from these artists have a lack of creativity, or do you have any critiques that you can make on? A lot of it does up? start to sound the same. Yeah, I do feel like they that's should my experiment more, but I feel like they don't get that because they're in their little bubble. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like the the internet only caters to what you like now. Yeah. So 
if they hear stuff that they like all the time, that's what their style is going to be based on. Like, you get what I'm saying? Slink's music has evolved. Native's music has evolved. My music has evolved because we get to travel the world and we get exposed to different sounds. That's why I want to bring that shit back here, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll help them out and expose them to something different. Some kid that lives on Springfield and 15th ain't listening to no grime music. True. But they listen to Fetty, so they're going to remix a Fetty song. Hey. Feel me? Yeah. So. I, I, I can see that. And how do you recommend these these people or people in general uh, expose themselves to, to new music? Because it's even a little uh, almost difficult if I want to try to get to listen to some music that I've never, I don't even know where to begin with. Let's say I want to get into a genre. I remember when I tried to get into grime and I didn't even know a single artist mm-hmm. that I can search. Right. It was just difficult. I just had to start by literally Googling grime and then mm-hmm. taking baby steps from that. This was about like two and a half, three years ago. So I didn't have any word of reference. Word. So for someone who literally wants to maybe get into another genre, how would you recommend like... That's really hard. I feel like the same thing happened with Jersey Club a lot. Like, especially when that appropriation stuff popped off. People would look up Jersey Club and they would just see, like, the viral shit. Like, the trippy turtles. And not the slink and the uniques and the natuses and the tamils and the dollars. Um, Man, I feel like, to be honest, I know it's such a trip and not everybody would be able to afford that. But I feel like the best way to get exposed to stuff is to travel. Like, a lot of people... I've traveled every time I went overseas... I went by myself. Now I have friends over there. Now I have an agent over there that could travel with me. You know what I'm saying? But before I used to do all that by myself. And I just used to make myself vulnerable. And I feel like just in general, aside from music, like this society, like the our generation thinks that being vulnerable means like you're a little punk or some shit like that. Like even with love. Like, uh, you're a sucker. <laughs> like if you don't make yourself vulnerable, how are you going to experience new things? So you have to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there. You know what I'm saying? Put yourself in a situation that you've never been in. Go to a party that you've never been to. You know what I'm saying? Ask the DJ what he spun if you thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. Click on that pirate radio station and, um, instead of like listening to Hot 97. You know what I'm saying? Like Just stuff like that. Click on that weird YouTube video that YouTube's promoting instead of like going to look up Rihanna. You right. know what I'm saying? Like You just got to expose yourself to new stuff and like take that leap to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable gets you mad far too if you like, you know, use what you're exposed to, right? Mm-hmm. And what, when you do travel and you do expose yourself, how do you expose yourself when you travel? You go to parties and, and clubs? I will go to a party by myself. When I went to ATL, it was my first time at ATL too. Crazy, right? Been in London four times, never been to ATL <laughs> till this year. I went to the party. My friend invited me to the party, but she was busy DJing up in the booth, so I wasn't about to bother her. I was in the crowd moshing, and I was like, yo, all this music is mad dope. I'm like, yo, you got to give me a playlist of all that new like stuff that you played last night. I will dead go to a party by myself. I've been to mad parties by myself. That's how I used to get booked. I used to, when Slink and Anderson have a gig in the city, I used to go out to the city to some party that I saw somebody promoting, and I would go out there by myself. Um... And then I would introduce myself to the DJ, like, yo, your set was mad dope. I'm unique. And they'd be like, oh, unique? We love you. And I'm like, what? How do you know me? <laughs> like, you know? So, yeah, I used to make myself mad vulnerable, go out to the city, come come to work at the liquor store in party clothes. Like, seriously. Oh, man. We want to play some new stuff from you, though. Word. Let's just, we got to get into that. Word. Let's do that. But you got something coming out very, very, very soon. Yes, very soon, like... Soon, soon. Well, <laughs> um, it's called Tic Tac. It's um, 
this song is really important to me because it's one of the first tracks that that I produced with my vocals. And I feel like that's something I didn't do in Mad Long. You know, especially like now that I really consider myself a producer. Um, it's a collaboration I did with um, the homie Lambo. He's from Canada. And um, it's getting released on Bremar's High End Times label. And I'm really excited about it. Just a fun dance, dance song made for the dance floor, made for the ladies, of course. So, yeah. All right. Tic Tac. Let's let's hear it. Let's, let's give it a listen. Booty so fresh. Booty so fresh. My booty so fresh. They call me Tic Tac. My booty so fresh. My booty so fresh. My booty so fresh. My my, my booty so fresh. Booty booty Tic Tac. My booty so. So make sure you guys cop that, yeah. <laughs> and let's listen to one more. What else we got here? Okay, this is called Dope Girls. It's a remix that I did for my good friends DJ Shifty and TT the Artist, who reps Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. 
And um, I really love this remix because it's not only just a remix that um, I put my hands on, but I added a verse too. And that's like that special, unique touch that nobody else could do. Hey. So, spit them bars in here. Feel me? Dope girls. So those were that was dope girls, um, my remix for DJ Shifty and TT the artist. It's also available everywhere, and um, yeah, that's what I try to make special about my remixes. Get what I'm saying? Instead of just like clubbing it, might add a verse, add my own vocals, might sing on and join, make it unique. Pun intended. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's something that you wish people knew about you or what you do on the daily that you don't put? necessarily on snapchat or anything um something that like you're like damn people i really want people to know but i really don't want people to know maybe that i'm actually like really funny (laughs) i'm mad hilarious but in a sarcastic sort but i'm actually mad funny i think i'm gonna start showcasing that more though because the stuff that i be saying is just like outlandish so how would you put that out i don't know like comedy shows not comedy shows. Maybe just, like, make myself more vulnerable online. Because I don't really, like, try to put too much out there. Because it's kind of creepy. But, yeah. Maybe that. It's creepy to put... Too much online. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be uh, a woman in the music industry? Yeah, like, how do you feel like you made a, like, some type of mark for... Feeling Women like a woman feels like room. a woman. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Not for real. I get like how do you it, use it to I your know advantage? I know what you guys mean, but sometimes publications are like, how does it feel? 
to be a girl in dance music. I'm like, it feels like being a chick with a dance and dance music. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I guess, but, I just uh, see it as being very difficult. Nah, it's not. I mean, because like majority of the parties even, you go to, you usually see like a male DJ. So it's right, like, it is a different. Yeah, it is a different feel, but we're more fun. Like girls are way more fun to look at. All these dudes be dressing the same, like yeah. black down. Like y'all boring as hell, <laughs> and life's just too short to wear black all the time. Um, and I feel like girls are more prone to dance, so it's kind of cool. I be having mad girls at my shows too. Like they feel super comfortable with me, and just like the presence and the energy that I give them, you know. Like I always say, girls to the front. Rule um, number just one. because rule number one, girls to the front. Just because. Especially in Jay-Z Club, it was always such a, like, guys in the circle thing. And that's why I made my street team. I was like, nah, y'all got to get in the circle. Like, fuck that. Like, y'all not letting the boys take over the circle again. Like, girls get in the circle. And that's what they do still to this day. Like, when I have my dancers, I'm like, yo, make everybody feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people kind of, you know, they be timid on the dance floor. Like, uh, like, people are going to love the way I dance. No. But being a girl, I use it. I mean, I guess it could be used to my advantage. In this scenario, like, being one of the only... Um, girls from Jersey like it really worked to my advantage and I made it work in my advantage because I've like really promoted like girls because I wanted to be surrounded by girls I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of dudes all the time shit's <laughs> ass it's corny um so yeah I mean more so I feel like the better question to ask is like how does it feel being black because it ain't no black people um especially in America man like I can name them on my hands especially young black people don't get me wrong there's the legends you know um that may be able to play at these big festivals um but not a lot of young dudes. Like, that's why I was so proud of Slink and my homie G-Buck, who's from Philly. Because you guys are young black males playing Ultra. Something that only older black guys have ever got to play. It makes mm-hmm. it seem like, oh, if you're not a legend, like, you can't play this. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. not legendary black guy. You know? Because you always see young white guys play Ultra all the time. Like, you never see no young, like, ethnic kids. So, that's why I'm, like, so, like, I feel like being black and, like, dance music world is crazy. Especially because all that shit belongs to us. Like, feel me? From the Mombaton. Talk talk. Nah, for real, from Mombaton. And, like, you know, anything that's, like, Afrobeats, like, that came from us. Vogue music and ballroom. Us. Footwork. Us. House music. Us. Jersey Club Baltimore. Us. Techno. Us. What white people mean? (laughs) <laughs> no shade but for real i want to know like let me know because then i'll like give them credit due but you never like i don't know like yeah. feel me all this shit is made by black people and you don't really see us on a pedestal for it and i really like stress that that we like i i tell people like at the beginning of my show like or at the end of my show like yo i come from a city that's not the friendliest but we make this dope ass music to escape all of that so right now nothing else matters but this right now you know, and I let them know from Nork, feel me? Like, I like I just feel like people need to know that. I feel like it'll make us more relatable, too. Like, yeah, that's how it is, though. Being black, like, not seeing nobody. I have yet to see, like, a black female DJ, like, somebody I could look up to, like, on these big stages and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just came to the realization, like, I'm going to have to be that girl. And I am, but I can't announce it yet. So... Mm-hmm. It's, it's lit. You know what I mean? But moving forward, do you see that there might be a change in the future? or? Yeah, definitely. I feel like... Um, dance with black music, people in this scene. Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, 
right now, like, black cultures and, like, just um, the younger generation period of, like, ethnic kids, like, our stuff is so cool, you know, like, it influences people so much. And I feel like we're starting to take control and be like, man, I'm not going to, like, have that brand just, like, snatch my stuff, you know, or snatch my ideas. Like, I'm going to go out there, either try to partner them or just do it myself and make it bigger and better. Um, And I do feel like now people are starting to want to find something different and interesting. Like, there's just been a... There's just been the same type of, like, DJ, like, I guess, um, what do you call that image for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's getting dry. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we'll shake them up. We'll shake them up, make it different. Why do you think that is, though, that there's not much of a black presence right now in, in this? Because we don't have that many black people in the industry. Let me know how many, like, black uh, festival you know, promoters or organize or um, like there's just no black people behind the scenes in dance music like that. It's all like suits and white people for the most hmm. part. You know what I'm saying? So like come from a person who actually knows right has seen it. And it's just like since there's no representation of people to like speak up for like, oh, this person might be dope. You know, you don't see that. That's the difference between here and overseas, though. Hmm. Feel me? Right. Feel me? It so, seems like overseas they don't even it's not even about they don't, Yeah, they don't even see color like that. It's so yeah. mixed over there. They're not they don't think of things as marketable and you know, like Right. They don't. They work hard for this stuff. So, right. Not like oh his face is marketable. That person's face isn't. Right. You know, it's more And so I feel just, like over here it's so like that. That's like, all it is. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's the money. It's, you know, the followers. It's a, and a lot of things get taken into account. Especially because I feel like it's something rare that you see, like, a, a black kid going hard playing maybe, like, you know, dubstep or, you know, something like that. They're just like, how do we market? Like, if Snake played dubstep, they'd be like, how do we market that? Yeah. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people didn't know how to market me because I rap and I, and I like, at the end of my shows, like, I do a live show and I get out in the audience and I rap or on the stage and I rap and then I DJ, like, they didn't know how to market me. They were like, I don't know. You do, like, a lot. Like, what do you want to do? You got to, no, I'm not going to pick one. Like, uh, and then Jersey Club is still new. So I feel like that's a whole new thing. Like, Jersey Club is less than, like, 10 years old probably because when Don and them started making it, they were, like, me and Slink's age. Wow. And... You have to, like, take that in consideration. Like, the first time I heard Jersey Club, I was, like, maybe, like, 13, 12. That's not a long time ago, especially because it was Baltimore Club first. And then, it like, they evolved it into Jersey Club. So, mm-hmm. Jersey Club's mad new. It's a young genre. Like, hip-hop and all that stuff been around for years, like, 40 years. Like, you know what I mean? We got mad time, like, mm-hmm. to, like, make it what it is. Mm-hmm. And what can we expect from you in, in the next few <laughs> years? What you could expect from me, man. Um, Not even music related. Just like- just music related. I'm about to be a boss, man. I need to start, like, really speaking up because I'm super. I know how they be like, oh, you're, like, people that say they're humble aren't humble. Like, no, I don't really be talking about it. Like, Uber drivers would be like, oh, cool. Like, let me follow you on Instagram. They'd be like, yo. And I'll just, they'll be like, yo, you're famous. I'm like, I'm not, though. Like, you know, but nah, man. I'm about to be a boss. Like, I just want to take. I want to take. It to the next level just with everything like everything like music I've been pushing myself I'm in a place now where I feel like I could do whatever I want to do because 
I just feel more comfortable with that. I also want to like change the image of just female DJs. Like I like I was saying earlier, like I feel like they are like so. Oh, you gotta like wear an oversized T shirt and then like no, short like shorts. I'm yeah or short shorts. You know what I'm saying and like bounce around. Like no, I want to change that. Like make girls feel comfortable. You know, like you don't have to be naked, but be comfortable like showing off their curves. And I want to hopefully like set uh put like get black girls to be on a pedestal. So that they could have those opportunities that all these other female DJs get to have. And, yeah, just have a, a big-ass empire go on tours, be, like, some Beyonce chick. I mean, the it's open. Like, it's nobody really in my lane right now. Like, I love M.I.A., but she's retiring. Oh, really? Yeah, she's retiring. She said this was her last album. Um, I'm really trying to, like, open up for her. <laughs> Wow. Um, but you get what I'm saying? There's nobody really yeah. in my lane that's like dancing over, um, that's like really um, producing and rapping over their own stuff and dance music. So the lane's open for me to do whatever I want to do. Like, I'm really unique. And I think that's really cool. So, yeah, man, I'm trying to have like some EDM perfume, smell like, you know, plur and glow sticks. <laughs> oh, no, Maybe it could glow in the dark or something. <laughs> something like that you know <laughs> i'm trying to do everything something. maybe i would want to have like a cool tv show i was uh, just gonna say outside of music you know because yo, you have any different endeavors as well yeah, yeah i definitely want to get into acting yo the i have this whole idea for like a pixar movie and the mm. soundtrack would be lit Hey. Just saying, like, message. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, message. I'm really trying to do that. I feel like I have a real animated voice, and that would be cool. I want to do, like, animated stuff. Like, um, We'll talk about that off the record. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe do, like, more seminars for girls and have, like, a whole organization behind it. I definitely want to try to bring the JD Club Awards back, maybe for, like, a reunion type of situation, because it really died down just because... You know, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to organize stuff like that. Um, Absolutely. Give back to the city. I feel like we don't have enough music programs that are, like, catered to, like, the new age generation of computer uh, musicians. Mm-hmm. Everything's, like, band. And I, I play the piano, so I know. I was in band. They was like, what do you want to play? The drums, clarinet? You got to play something because ain't no piano in concert band. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, I feel like everything's catered towards, like, instruments and not like computer which is like new generation so just want to do mad stuff man trying to be like real anything dancing related bring back the oh yeah definitely with music videos and stuff yeah i got ideas out the yeah i got mad ideas definitely dancing stuff too because dancing is still a big part of my life so and we're going to start wrapping this up but i really want to know for the um jersey club artists that are coming up guys and girls What's a way that they can diversify themselves from from the crowd other than, you know, not doing Fetty Wap remixes, uh, Young M.A. remixes? Maybe do original stuff. I feel like that's something that um, we really fell off on. So instead of just remixing your average top 40 song, maybe make an original banger and, you know, ship it out like that. And it'll be more personal. People will really get to see, you know, really get to get a dose of what you're about. So I would say maybe original stuff and come different, like on YouTube, like, you know, don't just post a picture of the song that you're remixing or doing, like Mm -hmm. get creative with it. Mm -hmm. When'd you get that Jersey tattoo? New Year's. I was drunk. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wanted. I actually wanted this big flower thing on my back, and my friend was like, "Girl, it's New Year's. Get a jersey tattoo." Yeah, she was like, "Get something small," and I was like, "Fine, I want jersey." And then I woke up, I was like, "Lena," I was like, "What did I get this?" She's like, "Last night." I was like, oh, "Okay." That's the best way. That's dedication. I can- Where <laughs> people be tattoo, people though. really be like, "Oh." People be, see, it's funny because this like having jersey tatted is kind of like a gang thing. So I have people come up to be like, "Yo, you this?" I'm oh like, no, nah, I don't bang. No. And then I have some people like from out of state, like, "Wow, you really love New Jersey?" I'm like, "Dude, the shit's got me to places that I've never thought I'd go, and it made me meet people I never thought I met." So it deserves a tattoo. Yeah, I always told myself if I were to get a tattoo, it would be a jersey tattoo. Yeah, always, since like middle school, I told myself that. Yeah, it's this thing. I don't know. I'm really proud to be from Jersey. Some people be like, I'm from Jersey, but I live in New York. Like, nah. New York, New Jersey, and their my bio. My family's from the Bronx, so I get enough of it. I really like Jersey. It's cool, and I feel like we're the tastemakers low-key. Hey, yes, 100%. We're on the rise, man. So where can people, some people find your music? What's Shout out yourself. Oh, man. Okay, Shout so- out the team, the whole squad. Um, definitely. You could follow me on Twitter at Unique. It's spelled really unique. It's U-N-I-I-Q-U-3. You could follow me on Instagram, Unique Music, and Facebook, Unique Music. Facebook.com slash Unique Music, you dig? And um, SoundCloud.com forward slash Unique. It's two odds, one three. I, like, don't mess that up. I really Mm-mm. be feeling some type of way. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, we'll have all yeah. that posted. Yes, uh, and course. make sure you follow the squad one three five the party. Boom for updates about when we about to come and rage in a dark corner, and you want to come and join us. And where that did you always have that name? Unique. Yes. Yeah, but I had DJ in front of it. But when I wanted to expand myself and like produce and rap on my tracks, like use my own vocals, I was like the DJ is just too puts me in a box. So I'm just unique. No title. No none of that. Shout out Tade. <laughs> Sneaking up on us on the station. Unique. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys. For coming to Saturday Radio. Thank you guys. Shout out to Saturday Day Radio. Yes, hey. Psh, 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 psh. Thank on. you so much. Best of luck with everything. Thank you guys for having me. And we hope everyone has a great day. But we're going to end it off, actually, with one of your songs. Okay. Have a lit day, guys. Let's play one of your tracks. Oh, dope. Um, We could go into uh, Run It. And it's my latest track that I was featured on with my homie Astronomar from Main Course. It's all about confidence in the club. That's what I'm talking about. Jiddick. Hey. <laughs> NKNX, sign off. You know me and he kiki palm off TLC for that TOP Keys to the Jeep and the D to the boat Y'all cruising, y'all losing, I made pop music Still the king with the flow It's just should've been thinking about, uh